Thinner Logs is a Chicago-based sketch group that writes comedy grounded in shared true, personal stories about our existence as lifelong nerds. We started your stories to give everyone a chance to do what we do, share their own stories, and foster a more heartfelt, welcoming nerd community. Your Stories is about embracing the weird and obscure in your life and asserting your geekdom with a group that gets your references. And, most importantly, Your Stories is a place to bring people up, not to put anyone down. Hey everybody, my name is Eric Arnault, and this is part one of the Nerdalogs Presents Your Story September podcast, featuring the theme Bottoms Up. This month we're welcoming the staff behind Geek Bar Chicago, a soon-to-open, sure-to-be-fantastic venue in our favorite city. Geek Bar personalities David Zoltan, Brittany Yantos, and Laura Green join us this episode, as does local comedian Mary Z. Plus you've got some tunes from me and Dwight Hassler. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, I want to give a special welcome to any new friends who may be joining us after our appearance at PAX last weekend. Uh, we had a ton of fun doing shows, playtesting our game, and writing for Cards Against Humanity out there, and we're really thankful to all the lovely people who supported us in a city far, far away from our own. Hopefully we'll make it back before too long. Uh, a couple plugs before we proceed. Our next Your Stories recording is Sunday, September 21st at the Public House Theater, so if you like this show, you should come. The theme will be My Lips Are Sealed, and we're featuring special guests Elliot Serrano from Red Eye Chicago, as well as some of the cast and crew of the upcoming production Space Happens. Sadly, this will be the first Your Stories episode I've ever missed, as I will be on vacation in a foreign land, but Dwight and Claire will carry on nobly in my absence, and it's going to be a really fun time. Uh, I also want to remind everyone of our other great podcasts, including the Nerdalogcast, MBSing with Mary Beth Smith, and Talking Games with Tim and Clayton. All these shows can be found for free on iTunes as well as our website, www.nerdalogs.com. Thanks as always for your continued support, and enjoy the show! We're taking the uh, theme of bottoms up a little literally with these next two choices, starting with the bottoms. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Are you gonna take me home tonight? Oh, down the side, that red fire light.
all. Oops. That was just regular tuning. That might sound shitty. Oh, well. It's not, it was fun in here. Maybe we'll do a second take after the show. Huh? All right. So here's the up. I don't need the chords for this one. No, that was the bottom. That was bottom. This is the up. This is a song of the summer two years ago, so XRT says. Yes, dance, please, dance. Robert's got a quick hand. He'll look around the room, he won't tell you his plan. He's got a roll cigarette. Boy, kid, yeah, he found a six-shooter gun in his dad's closet with a box of fun things, Uh-oh. and I don't even know what. But he's coming for you, yeah, he's coming for you. All the other kids with the pumped-up kicks, you better run, better run, outrun my gun. All the other kids with the pumped-up kicks, you better run, better run. The pumped up kicks you better run, better run, outrun my gun. All the other kids with the pumped up kicks you better run, better run, faster than my bullet. Danny works a long day. He be coming home late, and he's coming home late. He's bringing me a surprise. His dinner's in the kitchen, and it's packed in ice. I've waited for a long time. The slide of my hand is now a quick full trigger. I reason with my cigarette. And they say your head's on fire, you must have lost the wits. Yeah, all the other kids with the pumped up kicks, you better run, better run. Outrun my gun. All the other kids with the pumped up kicks, you better run, better run. Faster than my bullet. All the other kids with the pumped up kicks, you better run. Six speakers from Geek Bar Chicago. We are super stoked to have. But first, we're going to kick things off with an old friend of the Nerdologues who always tells some super great stuff. This is Mary Z. Mary Z, everybody! Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, good to be here. I haven't been here in a while. And uh, welcome to Geek Bar for being here. There's... A lot of new faces in the audience that I haven't seen before, which uh, makes telling the story even more terrifying. <laughs> so let's give it a go. Uh, thanks. <laughs> um, I'm proud to say that this story encompasses a few interpretations of the phrase bottoms up. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's how I like to do it. Um, so my boyfriend and I don't get drunk together on the weekends very often. Let me rephrase that. I get drunk on the weekends quite often, but my boyfriend rarely does. Uh, He's one of those people that instead of taking public transportation to go places, he will always choose to drive. 
Uh, so he'll, I'll, you know, be getting drunk at a party or a bar or event that we're at, and he'll be the sober one who will be driving us home after. Uh, I think this arrangement works out quite nicely. <laughs> um, but this one weekend in particular, um, we drank locally and went to his apartment afterwards. So we were able to get drunk together, and it was great. Uh, we just did a little Logan Square bar hopping and then went home. And the thing about this weekend is his roommate was gone for the entire weekend. Uh, so that meant that as soon as we walked into the door, it was a no-close zone, you know? <laughs> and when we got home, we were at that special level of drunkenness. Yeah where we both wanted to have sex, but everything still worked correctly. You know? It is. It's so beautiful. It's magic if you can get there. Uh, So, (laughs) and, like, so, like, we've been drinking, and, like, our inhibitions were kind of gone at that time. So I said, okay, I think since your roommate's gone... We should have sex in the laundry room. Now, here's why. In order to get to the laundry room in his apartment, we had to go through his roommate's room. So we had never had sex there before. Uh, and, but we were drunk, and his roommate was gone for the entire weekend, so we're like, we're going to do it in the laundry room. <laughs> uh, so we go downstairs, and, you know, we start doing stuff. Uh and at, at one point, my, my boyfriend realizes that we don't have any condoms. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go upstairs and get some condoms. So he goes to the door of the laundry room and tries to open it. And it does not open. It is locked from the inside. <laughs> and we are in the laundry room. We, uh, we don't have any keys. We don't have our cell phones or wallets. And I know the question that you're all asking yourselves right now. Mary, did you guys have any clothes? (laughs) Not really, (laughs) is the answer to that. Uh, I I was not wearing any clothes. Luckily, uh, my boyfriend was wearing uh, boxer briefs. And there was one other door in the laundry room. It went outside. (laughs) So... Uh, we, we, we were trying to figure out what to do. My boyfriend sobered up real quick. Uh, (laughs) and being the one that was actually wearing some sort of clothes, that was his responsibility. (laughs) He had to be the one to figure out how to get us out of the situation. So he's like, okay, people are like, people like always leave their fucking laundry in like the washing machine or the dryer and they don't take it out. Like there's going to be some clothes that we can take. No, no one left their clothes in the laundry room overnight. And there's, he's like looking around for like garbage bags or like something that we can just put on ourselves so we can like figure it out. There's nothing, there's nothing in the laundry room. So he goes, okay, uh, stay here. I'm going to figure something out. So he goes outside and leaves me in the laundry room. Uh, Naked Alone in Laundry Room. It's a new reality series coming to TLC this fall. Uh, so while he, while he, he's outside, what he was doing was he was lightly knocking on the other apartments nearby. And his, and his logic was he wanted to do it lightly because he didn't want to like bang on anyone's window because that would be weird. <laughs> um, so he's like knocking lightly and he's like, fuck, like no one's answering. Like I'm probably just going to have to like walk to the police station nearby and say like, what happened? I have like a drunk girl in my basement. It's going to be horrible. Uh, but then finally he realizes, he sobers up a bit more and he realizes, oh, earlier in the day, I left the screen, no, I left the window of one of my living room windows open. I left, yeah, the window, not the screen. The screen's still down. So he's like, okay, maybe I can, like, break into my apartment. The thing about the apartment that he lives in, though, he's on the first floor, but it's a raised first floor, so it's, like, about, like, maybe, like, nine feet off the ground or so. Uh, Not nine, maybe, like, seven. Anyways, 
It's higher than normal. Uh, luckily, my boyfriend was the president of his rock climbing club in, in, in college. So he goes, he goes to, to, to the window and just like hoists himself up, forearms ablazing, and then punches through the screen window. <laughs> And, like, wiggles himself into his apartment. Keep in mind, at this time, he's just wearing underwear. Like, he's breaking bad this shit, you know? <laughs> so he's like, oh, my God, we figured this out. Like, we're not going to be locked in a laundry room all night or, like, have to explain to the police what happened. So he goes downstairs. And keep in mind, during this whole time that he's been, like, figuring this out, I have been drunk, naked, and locked in a laundry room alone. <laughs> So he comes down to me. He's, like, all excited. Like, I figured this out. He comes down to me going, <laughs> I don't want to have sex tonight. <laughs> is it okay if we don't have sex tonight? I don't want to do this. This is scary. Um, you're going to hear probably a lot of stories tonight about drinking. People are going to share their wisdom, lessons they've learned while they've been drunk. It'll probably be things like maybe, like, drink water, (laughs) eat eat something fatty before you go to bed. My advice to you is make sure you have your keys with you when you have sex in the laundry room. (laughs) Thank you. Sage life advice from Mary Z. Everyone, please make sure you have your keys. Wherever you're going to have sex, probably have keys. Just in case. Just in case. All right, guys. So we have six people here from Geek Bar Chicago. We are going to kick it off with the CEO of Geek Bar. I believe he's one of the folks who made it up from Gen Con today. Let's all give a round of applause for this man, David Zoltan. For those of you at home, um, you can't see the giant Diet Mountain Dew bottle that is my life and savior right now. Um, Gen Con is wonderful. Um, if you haven't been, it is a sea of geeks of every conceivable kind playing games, talking about authors... Dressing up in cosplay, doing all sorts of crazy, wacky things, and coming together as a community. It was about two years ago, almost to the day now, that I came up with the idea for Geek Bar. Um, I was about a week after Gen Con finally coming down off that high, and they just announced the new season of Doctor Who. I said to myself, where can I go to be with other Whovians in Chicago? There are tons of them. I can throw a stone down any street in Chicago, and I can find a place to go watch the game, but where do I go to watch Doctor Who? (laughs) Well... You end up answering your own questions sometimes. That's that's what being an entrepreneur is all about. And I had just come back from this incredible experience two years ago of, of seeing it all happen. Of watching geeks come together and just be a giant geek community. There are definitely problems in the geek community. Nobody denies that. (laughs) But when you get to experience it for four straight days, unbridled people just being who they are, it makes it so that you know that what's going to happen when we open our doors is going to be beautiful. Getting there is the challenge. Note I said, two years ago. <laughs> it's been a long road. Um, being an entrepreneur is exceptionally hard. I used to play platitudes and say, being an entrepreneur is the hardest job in the world. Oh, come on, there are harder jobs. But 
You never have a harder boss than yourself. You are always going at it 100% because if not, your boss is going to have your ass. <laughs> In ways that... <laughs> Watch it! <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Nobody is harder on yourself than yourself. And when you're an entrepreneur, you start from nothing. Literally. It's an idea. It's, hey, I want to go watch stuff with other Doctor Who fans. And in a couple of months, it's going to turn into a 10,738 square foot space. I say that because it sounds impressive to other people. I say that also because it scares the pants off of me. <laughs> it's huge. And every day, we need to get people in there again. Wow! Like, <laughs> what did I set myself up for, right? Um, but then I go to Gen Con, and I see it. I see exactly what, what's going to happen and the community that's going to come together. And I, I come back home and I, I see my crew and, man, I am, I am wowed. The people that have come together to make this happen inspire me every day, inspire me to be better, inspire me to be my worst boss so that we can make something and while it's not the hardest job in the world, it is building from the bottom up. It is, it is putting together those layers one bit at a time to make something great. And it's all about starting with us and bringing it to you. So I want to thank the Nerdalogs for their support. For seeing the same vision that we've put out there. I want to thank the, the geeks of Chicago who every day ask me the very same question that helps me to understand that, yeah, what we're doing here needs to happen. When are you opening? <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my response is often a little coy because it has to be. Um, you know, we open when Rom says so. <laughs> But there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. That's the excitement of this all. Is when we open our doors, anything is possible. And we have built a place that is for people who have not necessarily had a place to call their own besides their own mom's basement or whatever. <laughs> so... I'm looking forward to welcoming you into our doors in just a little bit longer. And thank you for listening to our stories. The people that are going to be coming up here and telling a little piece of themselves. Man, they're putting it all on the line here. They're, they're doing just incredible things and we're starting to see little pieces of it and it's, it's beautiful. So, Thank you. Thank you, Ben. David Boltan, guys. Um, you know, my experience at Gen Con was mostly just standing behind a booth selling things for 12 hours a day, and even to me it felt like a very intensely positive atmosphere, like much more so than any of the other work shows that I go to. Uh, I sell Magic the Gathering stuff, and it was it was a really just great place, and if, if that's what we can look forward to from Geek Bar, then I am even more excited than I was before. Thank you guys all again for coming out tonight. Uh, speaking of Geek Bar, we have the head of sponsorships for Geek Bar, so if you guys want to get sponsored, uh, maybe talk to this this fantastic speaker, Brittany Yantos. And if I get your titles wrong, I apologize. This was copied from an email from Ryan Bond. <laughs> I hope that's your right. Alright, well, hi, everyone. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hey, I'm Brittany. Uh, 
I'm the trader of the Nerd Sea. That's my official job title, which is pretty sweet. And um, I look like shit, and I feel pretty shitty right now because um, I'm hungover. Um, I'm going to admit that right now. I'm just going to throw that out there that I am really hungover. And um, the reason why that is is because last night uh, was my 10-year high school reunion. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you the story of what happened less than 24 hours ago um, to prepare for the magic and surrealism and insanity um, and nostalgia that is your 10-year high school reunion if you've never gone. So um, I was hesitant about whether or not to go to my 10-year high school reunion uh, because I was not like a cool kid in school. I know. I know. You'd be like, what? <laughs> but I wasn't. Uh, I was pretty normal. I was like a theater kid, but not like a theater kid. There's a difference. Like, there's a theater kid who shows up to like practice and like hangs out with people, but then when they get in their car, they don't listen to like show tunes. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not like, one, I wasn't like one of those theater kids. The jazz hand theater kids. Just, eh, I would say no jazz hands whatsoever were involved. And no, not even Pinky. So, getting ready to go to my 10 year high school reunion, there was an important, um, part of making this decision. Uh, well, two. One was that it was an open bar, which I took advantage of, obviously. I want to remind you that I feel like shit right now. <laughs> um, and the other was in the hopes that the high school love of my life would be at my 10-year high school reunion. Um, Carl, you are probably going to hear this. And uh, I don't know if I ever told you this story. And I hope it's not weird for you. <laughs> Carl's this guy I'm dating. It might be weird for him listening to this. <laughs> it's not going to be that weird. <laughs> It's going to be moderately weird, Carl. Anyway, I was madly in love in high school. Um, many of you might have been, but I was like Gwen Stefani, like obsessively in love with someone. Like if I would have had the talent of Gwen Stefani, I would have made a Tragic Kingdom album based around this person. Although the difference is, A, I used to wear bindies like Gwen Stefani and I look like a friggin' idiot. Um, and, uh, B, I'm a really horrible, really, really horrible singer. So anyway, point is, is that I was in love with this guy. Um, he is stunningly beautiful. Like so, he's so beautiful that after this show, you may Google him to see how beautiful he is. I'm not joking you. I will give you his name and you will Google him. And you will say, dear God, Brittany, your taste in men is impeccable. And I will agree with you. No, Carl. Carl. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I was madly in love with him in a very, like, Molly Ringwald, like, um, Jake Ryan, like, he's so beautiful. He never talks to me. I wish that he thought that I was cool. Um, but I wasn't cool, like I said. Point is that um, he was a theater kid, not a theater kid. He was, like, a theater kid, like, like I was. Um, and... I got the chance of a lifetime in high school, which was to kiss my high school, the high school love of my life. And most people are very excited about this prospect. Um, but actually, my kiss with the high school love of my life was probably the most horrendous thing that's ever happened to me. Um, so most people imagine this like amazing, like passionate kiss. And they're like, oh, it's so romantic and it's super hot. And this person's super hot because he is really hot. I'm going to tell you his name so you can Google him. <laughs> super hot, you guys. Like, so freaking hot. Anyway, so we were cast in A Midsummer Night's Dream together because we were theater kids. Not theater kids, but we were theater kids. Anyway, um, I got to be Titania, the queen of the fairies, which means that um, I had an amazing costume and I had a bomb-ass perm. And... Um, <laughs> If you want, you can Google that, too. It probably won't show up. But you know what a perm looks like. So you don't need to do that. (laughs) Anyway, um, and he was Oberon, the king of the fairies. And you don't need to know the show. Um, Many of you may have seen it. It was written by William uh, Shakespeare. (laughs) 
That was a stupid joke. <laughs> that was dumb. Anyway, so at the end of the show, we get to have this like magical, like romantic kiss. And he's like, and he like, you know, wakes me up for my spell or whatever. I was like fucking a donkey or something. And um, in the show, I don't really fuck donkeys. <laughs> I know you're wondering if I if I do. I don't. Carl, I don't. <laughs> you don't Google that. Don't Google that. It was Photoshop. It was Photoshop. Anyway, so in rehearsal, I was super excited to like. Because I didn't want to be like too like oh are we gonna kiss now? Because I had to be like oh you know let's wait till the last minute until we have to kiss because I don't want to be you know too into it. Although really I was like we're gonna kiss. Oh my god we're gonna kiss. Oh my god we're gonna kiss. And then it was kind of like in South Park where Wendy shows up and then um, he, barfs. he barfs everywhere. <laughs> it was kind of like that. I did not barf. There's no barf involved in this story. This is supposed to be my high school reunion. This has changed drastically from what I originally intended to talk about. Um, anyway, so we this, so I'm I'm ready. I'm like ready for this kiss. I got my face glitter on, my lip gloss, my bomb ass perm. I'm looking fresh, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna do the rehearsal. We're gonna do this kiss. So this is part. He's like, oh, wakes me up, and I'm like, oh, over on. Okay, time to kiss now. So I like lean in, you know, kind of like sexy like it was 16 so i don't know what i don't really know what that is so i just like lean in all sexy like and he so what i expected was again like the romantic sexy lean in which didn't happen because what he did was he took his hands and he put them around the side of my head like this like he was gonna i don't know what the fuck he was gonna do so i'm staring and my romantic kind of like look all of a sudden turns to terror because he grabs my face and like pulls my head and then he just was the face huggers or the was a predator yeah 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 the death eaters where they just like eat your face where they like just consume where they just like his like if these were my lips Okay, I know you can't see this, but what I'm doing right now, podcast, is that I'm making with my fist. It looks like a sock puppet, almost like a person. <laughs> I'm trying. So then, what he does? So then, what he does? This is going way longer than I intended it to. I, I hope you're wondering what happens. Okay, so anyway, so this is my lips, and of course, you know, glitter lip gloss bomb ass perm and he is grabbing my head and then he just consumes like like eats like his teeth go over my lips (laughs) and I don't know what to do um, because again I'm 16 and I'm like this should be my dream but instead it's a nightmare so so all I do and my eyes are open and I'm like Oh, I'm, my character is really enjoying this, so I'm just kind of like, I make a noise. I'm like, mm. <laughs> anyway, and then he, and then for what seems like an eternity, he pulls, he like unlocks him his face from my face, and then he pulls his head away from my head, and he gives me this look, and I can't. Do the look. I wish that I could, but it's kind of like a, (laughs) like an, I'm going to either, I'm going to murder you or I'm going to fuck your brains out. And both were terrifying. And I was like, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be, but I still love you. (laughs) I still loved him. I still loved him. So years went by. Um, we graduated all that good shit. I went to college. That was cool. I moved here. That was really cool. I got this job, which is fucking tight. Um, anyway, so what happened? Dear God, this is just getting worse and worse. Okay, I'm just going to finish this up. We're going to finish this up because you need to know what happens because you're going to be like, what? Okay. So anyway, so I'm like at my shitty job, which was so shitty. It's not at all like this job, which is bomb ass, by the way. It was like my shitty like job. And all of a sudden, my phone starts like blowing up because I... Um, when I am emotional, I tend to tell everyone how I'm feeling. And so everybody knew that I was fucking in love with this guy. He probably knew, I mean, he had to have known because I did the like moan thing when he kissed me. So he must have been like, Rrr. um, anyway, so 
he went to he went to college in Chicago, went to LA. He was like, I'm gonna be an actor. Good for you. Great. Um, so all of a sudden my my phone starts blowing up. Um, and it's all my friends from high school. And they call me and they're like, Did you hear about Brandt? Um and I'm like, No. What what happened? And they said He's on Dancing with the Stars this year. <laughs> and he was on Dancing with the Motherfucking Stars. <laughs> he is, he's on a show, uh, uh, it's on the ABC family. I don't know if you have that channel. It's called, uh, Pretty Little Liars. It's about girls who lie, I guess. I've seen like an episode. It's a horrible show. <laughs> Anyways, he's on that show. Um, get out your phones. His name is Brant. B-R-A-N-T. Uh, Daherty, uh, that's Daherty, like the normal way you spell it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I, um, love him and I, and, and I've, uh, you know, it's, so I was getting ready last night, um, putting on my dress didn't fit last night. My mom was like soaping the zipper and she was like, it's not going to fit. And I was like, make it fit. That was sad. Anyway, so I put on a different, <laughs> I put on a different dress, uh, and I was like, I really hope he's going to be there. So I go, and I'm like getting shit faced because I'm like nervous, and I'm like, what if he's gonna be here? Cause then you know what everyone's gonna do when he walks in the door, everyone's gonna turn around and look at me. And then you'll be like, what is this reaction gonna be? So I went to the party, I had a great time, um, he did not show up. <sighs> he wasn't there. I think he was like, Filming a fucking movie or something. I don't know. Um, anyway, um, it was fun. Uh, uh, I don't really remember a whole lot, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm hungover. I feel like shit. Um, but high, high school love is real love. And uh, it was terrifying. And uh, I felt a little physically violated. Um, but he's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brittany. Yeah, no problem. Carl, if you ever want to come share your own story about how this makes you feel, you are you are always welcome with open arms, sir. We all love you. All right, guys, we're going to do one more story, then we're going to take a break. From Geek Bar Chicago, head bartender, Laura Green. So I'm excited that I'm um, going before the break because you're going to be thinking about my story while you pee. And um, that's really... I'm really uncomfortable right now. Hold on. Put my whiskey down. Take my jean jacket off. Oh, oh, thank you. I know. I know. (laughs) Thanks. Um... So, yeah, so my official title at the Geek Bar is the Queen of Drinky Things and the Mother of Drunks, but last night I was watching um, all of season four, again, of Game of Thrones, and there's that part where, um, what's her name, Missandri? Did Melisandre. I do- Melisandre. Mel- no, not, not Melisandre, not the red woman. Yeah, so she, she but we did it. We all did it. Um, <laughs> that was great. Thanks. Um, that she introduced uh, Daenerys to all of the new her new su- or her new people who she ruled over because she's going to rule. I did the arm thing, by the way. On uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> and she had so many titles. She was like Mother of Drunks. Breaker of Chains. I have two titles right now. Queen of Drinky Things and Mother of Drunks. And so help me God, David Zoltan, I am going to just keep adding them. Not consulting anybody. I'm just going to keep adding them. Like, my business card is going to be ridiculous. (laughs) It's going to be, like, crowded and disgusting. Anyway. um, So this project is really easy for me because it's, like, bottoms up. Like, drinking. Like, (laughs) I'm running the beverage program. Jesus. So, um... So I decided to talk about how I got to where I am and how I hooked up with Geek Bar. But then Homegirl started talking about sexy things, and I wanted to talk about sexy things. (laughs) 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 So, um... With the risk, with running the risk of getting a mean email from my ex-husband, I once gave him a blowjob singing The Legend of Zelda. 
like, oh, <laughs> and the challenge wasn't singing the song. It was not laughing and getting my teeth in the way, which was like, <laughs> um, I've also had three beers and I've moved on to whiskey by accident. By accident. I asked her for a beer and she gave me whiskey and I thought, well, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sasha. So, um, so yeah, so let's talk a little bit about how I, my, my journey into bar and geek and how these two worlds kind of came together in a really perfect and incredible way. Um, so I was in this rock band this one time. On Atlantic Records this one time, and um, we were planning. I thought it. So when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about really cool names for nerdy rock bands, and I thought, why hasn't anyone started a rock band called Nerdy by Nature? <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyway, it was not Nerdy by Nature. It was called I Fight Dragons. I'm going to get another mean email, by the way. But no, not really. Probably eh, whatever. <laughs> Just let that go. Anyway. So I was in that rock band this one time, and our album kept getting pushed back and pushed back. We were supposed to record in March, and then it was July, and it was like, oh, my God. Um, and so then, after we went on this tour in 2010, I had to get a job, which was like, oh, oh, fuck. Ooh, can I say that? Absolutely. I, I've said it, I think, four oh, yeah. times already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm concerned. Um, so I had to get a job, and I was looking for stuff in food and beverage. I had worked in food and beverage for some time, but I hated it. Oh, my God, I hated my jobs every time. It was just like I felt like a piece of meat. Everything. Oh, I was vegan because the kitchens were so shitty. Like, I did not eat meat anymore because the meat was treated so poorly that I was like, I don't want that in my hot body. So, um... <laughs> I stopped eating meat. So I started working for a vegan restaurant called Karen's on Green, and my friend Dan Spomer put me in that position, and he's like, you can be a bartender. They gave me the bar book? Oh, my God. It was using, like, things like vermouth and um, <laughs> ingredients I had never heard of, like Lille Blanc, Punta Mace. What is a bitter? I don't understand. Oh, man, I was so out of my league. But they trained me. Very, very, very well. I had some of the best, what I now realize are some of the best um, bartenders in the city training me how to make cocktails uh, so that I could produce a really great product. Um, I was really tied up in music, though, so I didn't really give it a second thought, which is kind of a dick move on my part. But anyway, we all end up, we all end up where we land. Um, so I started making craft cocktails, and I had a gin tasting of all these different gins that changed my life, and... Um, I really fell in love. And I started wanting to make my own cocktails. So recently I came upon my first um, uh, cocktail attempt. Oh, God, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I just kind of, like, put it to the side. It was so bad. So I wanted a, I wanted an avenue to um, practice making cocktails because I had become so fascinated in it. But I also wanted to maintain this uh, connection with this fan base with this stupid-ass band. Uh, this <laughs> this stupid ass band called I Fight Dragons. I had all these Twitter followers. I had all this stuff. So I thought, how can I connect? How can I combine these things? How can I make really good use of my time while we're waiting waiting to um, record this album? So I started. I would be behind the bar. I'd be working a lunch shift, and there'd be nobody there. Like the lunch rush came and went, and I'm waiting for four o'clock for my other person to come in and relieve me, so I can go do whatever. Um, and so I would tweet out, give me a name, give me a movie, give me a TV show, give me a video game, give me something. And I want to make a cocktail around it. So people would, like, just, I would be flooded with all of these ideas, all this stuff that I can make cocktails around. And so I started doing that. And then I said, within the hour, I will have a cocktail menu with a photo into the Twitterverse. Now, I didn't have any concept of, like, beverage cost or anything <laughs> at this point, so I threw a lot of stuff away. Sorry, Karen. Um, yeah, that was bad. Um, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but that's how I got my start. And so I tweeted out all of these cocktails, and some of them came out really, really great. Some of them, which will be on the Geek Bar menu now, which is extraordinary, um, considering I had no idea what I was doing, but I learned cocktailing through like trial by fire and I could taste if it was good or bad because it's good or bad. Um, 
one of them was like chasing ghosts. So I just took a sidecar and I um, took out the curacao and I put in raspberry. And then it's like the garnish is a lemon wheel with a, a mouth cut in it. So it's just like a Pac-Man and then four raspberries and like chasing the ghosts oh. around it. Right. You know, what's really great about that. I forego any kind of copyright stuff because chasing ghosts. I mean, it's not Pac-Man. It's just a lemon. Poorly cut lemon. Fuck that shit up. Um, so, yeah. So then time went by, and I worked at other places, and um, I had this whole catalog of nerd cocktails. And now that I think about it on stage in front of you all, which is weird, every single cocktail I've made from this point has been from where do I want this to go? Where do I want this to end up? And then I crafted around that. Um, be it a flavor profile or an experience. Like I made a cocktail called Dusk that I wanted it to feel like um, you're at a campfire with your friends in the fall. What does that taste like? What does that experience taste like? Um, and that's what's so cool about crafting cocktails and being a part of the food and beverage world is that you can craft an experience. You can take what something feels like and then move it into what something tastes like and then recreate that. So what is it like to watch The Walking Dead? What is it like to fall in love with Daenerys Targaryen? What is it like to... I was going to give away a spoiler and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, So the theme here tonight is bottoms up. And I am so proud in my journey in life and things that I can land in this position to share that experience with you. Because ultimately what we all want is to share experiences. So what I think it means to watch Game of Thrones, what I think it means to play retro video games, all these things, I can share that with you. So bottoms up because I have the coolest fucking job in the world. (laughs) So yeah, times a thousand. Like, I spent six hours rereading Scott Pilgrim, like the end of it, and you know, that's my job. (laughs) Yeah, jealous, aren't you? Um, So yeah, so thank you for your support of Geek Bar, and um, I'm just really glad that I ended up at this point where I am, and I'm excited to share all of that with you. And my ice is almost melted, so I'm going to stop, and I'm going to drink this. Instrument change. Only the second time I ever played this in public. Uh, this was Dwight's suggestion. Uh, yeah. We make good decisions. We do make good decisions. This is a mandolin. I bought it so we could play Battle of Evermore by Led Zeppelin last year. But this is not that song, because that doesn't really have anything to do with drinking. It is that song. <laughs> We're going to sing about Lord of the Rings for a while. It probably does. Uh, so yeah, this is a song by uh, Flogging Molly. One, two, one, two, three. Busted take a life for hateful eyes. Took a listen once again. Five hundred years like jellic night have blown us all to hell. What savior rest while on his cross we die? Forgotten freedom burns. Has the shepherd led his lambs astray to the bigot and the gun? Must it take a life for hateful eyes? To glisten once again Cause we find ourselves in the same old mess Singing drunken lullabies Yeah. 
sniper lie in the bloody gutless cell? Must we starve on crumbs from long ago through bars these men made steel? Is it a great or little thing we fought? Not the conscience blessed to kill. Must it take a life for hateful eyes to glisten once again? Cause we find ourselves in the same old mess, singing drunken lullabies. Ah, but maybe it's the way we're taught. Or maybe it's the way we fought. But a smile never grins without tears to begin. For each kiss is a cry we all lost. Though nothing is left to gain. Before the banshee lets stole the grave. Cause we find ourselves in the same old mess. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.